BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Gideon George will hand off on the wing right side. Block will send out to Gideon. Big three. Got it! Gideon George for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU enters tonight's matchup riding a three-game winning streak. The Cougars' most recent victim was the University of Utah, whom the Cougars beat on Saturday, 75-66. to It was a game that BYU really controlled for the majority of the night. Utah held a five-point advantage midway through the first half, but the Cougars would respond and come up with big play after big play to keep the Utes from mounting a comeback. The brightest of bright spots was Rudy Williams, who scored 26 off the bench, including some massive shots down the stretch to keep BYU's momentum going. In fact, Rudy scored 26 of BYU's 28 bench points. Foos was also clutch after missing the previous game with a lower body injury. Foos was back in the starting lineup, and it was a good thing he was. His, he scored BYU's first 10 points and would finish with 17 points and 8 rebounds. And let's also not forget about freshman Dallin Hall, who hit a 3 late in the ballgame that clinched the game for the Cougars. BYU has now won 3 in a row against Utah. And speaking of Dallin Hall... Good news for him this week, receiving some accolades from the conference. He was named the WCC Freshman of the Week in BYU's two victories last week. Hall averaged 11 points, four rebounds, and four assists while shooting 58% from the field and 67% from three. So coming off such a big win, it's going to be important for the Cougars to stay focused tonight as they host Lindenwood. We obviously saw what happened to Utah State last night. They were undefeated. They're hosting Weber State. Weber State goes up there and beats the Aggies in Logan. Not to mention, Weber State will be here coming up on Thursday night, speaking at the Marriott Center. Uh, but So it's important for the Cougars to stay focused against a team like Lindenwood. The Lions are in their first season as a D1 program. In case you're wondering where they're located, they're located in St. Charles, Missouri, which is a suburb of St. Louis. In fact, both of my parents were born in St. Charles. And what does that have to do with the game tonight? Absolutely nothing. Just a fun fact if you'd like to share it. Lindenwood is 5-6 and six overall and uh, just 1-4 and four on the road. They've struggled away from home. Chris Childs is the leading scorer for the Lions. The senior is averaging 14 points while shooting 39% from the field and 34% from three. This is the first ever meeting between these two programs. However, they have faced similar opponents this season. Both BYU and Lindenwood have played Idaho State and Dayton. Now, while the Cougars beat both of those teams, the Lions split the two games, losing to Dayton and beating Idaho State. All right, one of the fun things to think about is where BYU would be if the injury bug hadn't bitten them. Spencer Johnson, as we know, has missed the last seven games, and even before the season started, Trevin Nell had shoulder surgery that's kept him from playing at all this season. I was able to talk with Trevin after practice and asked him how his health is right now. Um, I'm honestly feeling really, really good. Uh, I'm probably in the best shape I've ever been in since I've been at BYU. Coach Short keeps working me out every single day, and you know my conditioning's extremely, you know, up there with the best right now. So, just trying to get the the shoulder 
just a little bit stronger, but I'm shooting every day. We just looked at some NOAA numbers, and I'm actually shooting the best I've shot since I've been here as well, so I'm pretty excited to come back. You said pretty excited to come back. Are you still anticipating playing this season? Are you anticipating being on the floor at some point? I mean, I am for sure. It's gonna We're going to come down to, in a couple of weeks, Coach uh, Pope and I are going to have a long, hard conversation. We're <laughs> going to see what is the best both for me and the team and just see where I fit in and if he wants me to redshirt or um, just, you know, where the dice kind of rolls. But if it's up to me, I definitely want to come back. I've got to assume, even with any injury, whether it's something pretty significant or maybe not so much, there's probably always in the back of your mind, ah, am I going to be able to come back as good as I was before? Hearing that you're shooting the ball better than ever, that's got to make you feel great. It makes me feel super excited. Um, but that's definitely something that's always in the back of my mind. Like, oh, am I going to come back? Am I going to be ready? Like, yeah. is the mental aspect going to be out of the way? Because I know sometimes when people have injuries, the physical, like you feel 100% physically, mm-hmm. but then mentally you're like 80% because, you, you know, you just got hurt. You don't want to do that same, you know, action again. Um, but so, you know, I'm excited. I definitely want to come back. So it just... And, you know, shooting the ball makes it that much sweeter. So. Are you at the point where they have to pull you back from doing stuff? Is that where we're at at this point? Yes, that was actually happened a couple of weeks ago. I started shooting, and Coach Robinson comes out. He's like, hey, you're done. You're done. Get out of the gym. And I'm like, come on. I'm feeling really good. I'm yeah. shooting 75% right now. Like, let me shoot. He's like, no, you're done. Like, you've reached your limit. So the coaches have been really, like, doing a really good job of load management, making sure I don't do too much too soon. Um, and then, you know, I might be th- getting thrown in some, you know, drills this coming Wednesday. So it's going to be some exciting times. <laughs> well, speaking of exciting times, the team's playing really well right now. And you obviously get an overview of everything, being able to see it. What have been your impressions of, of this team overall? Uh, we're still growing. I mean, from where we are now compared to where we were at the beginning of the year, we've taken a huge leap, a huge step. And all the guys are starting to figure out the offense, figure out how to trust each other even more on defense. And I think that whole aspect has really shown the last couple of games. You know, we played a really talented, skillful Creighton team, and we came out on top. And then we played some really talented D2 teams. And now we played Utah, in-state game. You know, in-state games are always hard no matter who you play. And so, you know, being Utah is just always a great feeling. I don't care. <laughs> you have what such happens. a huge smile on your face right now, and I love happens. it. I love beating Utah. It's just those guys, and you know, Coach Burgess left, so um, we have a tremendous amount of respect for him. But it's always good to beat those guys. What was that environment like? I mean, obviously, I was there and I got to experience it. But you sitting on the bench and kind of absorbing all of that. Take me through what the emotions were with that atmosphere because it was pretty electric. It was electric. Like, we, like, 20 minutes before the game started, we looked up. We're like, ah, oh, there's not that many people. You're like, come on. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, two minutes before the game started, we look up, and it's filled. Yep. Like, it was sold out. And, uh, you know, Cougar fans, The Rock, like, you can't get much better than that. We have the best fan base in America, I believe. And I know some guys at Utah. Uh, they put on my AU team. So, you know, bragging rights there. And, uh, we mean, we've had bragging rights the last couple of years. But Utah was a they're t- tremendous team this year they're really well coached but uh it's super fun to see transfers come in and you know they already feel that rivalry game they already feel kind of that pressure and then you know you have a guy like rudy come out and just play super hard super well and just you know i know everybody saw his tweet or his instagram (laughs) post but it's fun to see those guys kind of taking the whole rivalry until you can get back out on the court are you just being a teammate or are you sort of being a a pseudo coach like how have you handled 
not being able to play in terms of like games and practices and getting guys ready. How are you handling that? At first, I was I, got, I received the nickname the Shot Doctor, and so <laughs> at the very first um, going into preseason, um, I was looking at a ton of people's shots, and then as soon as I got cleared to start working out again, um, I started just focusing on you know conditioning, yeah. and then. I'd work super hard, like two hours before practice, so I'm here for practice, not doing stuff during practice. And then I'm just helping a ton of those, you know, the freshmen stay calm and just realize, like, hey, if you make a mistake, you have a whole opportunity on the other end to make it up. Like, don't dwell on past mistakes. And then just find different ways to score the basketball. Because I feel like I've been here, you know, I'm a vet, and I've realized and learned from past players what ways you can score, what ways you can help the team. And, you know, we call it a creative power play. And so when we can do that, when the freshmen can do that at a high level, our team's so much better. I don't know if you've thought of it this way, but I was wondering, as you're watching the game unfold, are are you looking at it as somebody that would be out on the floor, or are you looking at it more from a coaching standpoint, observing it? Um, I feel like I do a little bit of both. Right now, at first it was definitely coaching. Like I was yeah. like, okay, hey, where can I help these guys? Yeah. Like, And then I would go out there and be like, hey, you need to do this. Like This is what I see out on the court. Like, start, this is where you can kind of get a, a better play for the offense or create a power play. Um, but right now, I see myself like, okay, I can see where I could be fitting in right now. <laughs> but I'm still in that coach mode where, like, I know yesterday I just talked to Richie. He came up and shot a couple of hard shots. I was like, hey, you're tremendous. Like, you've been playing so well. Go get to your spot and then be patient. Like, don't don't feel rushed. Don't feel rushed because it's a rivalry game. Be patient, and the game will come to you. And, you know, we've seen how good he's been the last couple of games. And I'm excited to see, you know, the next step forward for him. So you got finals done with. That was last week. I've got to imagine you're pretty pumped for that. You got Christmas coming up. You know, it's 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 a pretty good time to be a BYU basketball player right now, isn't it? It is the best time. It's it's crazy to think this is my first Christmas because we've always, you know, practiced on Christmas or we've done like games like last year we had a game on Christmas. So it's gonna be fun to be with the team and still with family. And then we have two big games this yeah. week that we had to take care of. And after that, you know, a little Christmas and then get right back at it. That's right. Well, uh, I know fans are happy to hear that uh, that the shot's still there. You're feeling good and that there's, you know, if there's a chance to get you on the floor, I know everybody would love to. If not, uh, we'll save all that good shooting for the Big 12, right? Big 12, let's go. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Always a good time talking with the shot doctor, Trevin Nell. And uh, as you heard, the, the shot feeling good and shooting the ball better than he feels like he ever has since coming to BYU. It'll be interesting to find out, as he mentioned in that interview, you know, in the next couple of weeks, he and Coach Pope will sit down and they'll go over, you know, everything that's on the table. Is there a chance to maybe come back? Do you want a red shirt? Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how that uh, that plays out for him. Uh, obviously, you know, this team could use a guy like uh, like Trevin, not just from a shooting standpoint, because that's obvious, uh, but just from a, from a leadership standpoint, a guy that's been here. But it'll be interesting to see uh, what uh, what plays out in that situation when uh, when Trev and Coach Pope meet in the next couple of weeks and they discuss his future as it pertains to the re- to the rest of this season. All right, coming up next, we'll head next door to the Marriott Center courtside conversation with Mark Durant right after this. This is Cougar pregame live on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. It is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics, the Lions of Lindenwood at the Marriott Center tonight 
as the Cougars get ready for another matchup, their first of two games this week, tonight against Lindenwood, then back on the hardwood on Thursday, hosting Weber State before the Christmas break. Joining us now from the Marriott Center, courtside conversation with our friend Mark Durant. Good evening, Mark. How was your uh, How was your day so far? Pretty darn good, Jason, my friend. Uh, had some Kentucky Fried Chicken for lunch, and so that's always good. <laughs> and uh, just kind of chilling. If we're and, sharing, uh, I had some Chipotle, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, listen, you can have all your Popeyes, which I like, and your Chick-fil-A, which I'm not a huge fan of. But nothing is better than the 11 herbs, secret herbs and spices, man. Okay. It's just the best, okay? Okay. I'll look, I, look, I'm not, I'm not going to ultimately argue with you. I enjoy all chicken. I am a chicken connoisseur. I, if it's chicken, it's, I'm usually going to eat it. Even at Roadhouse. Even at Texas Roadhouse, which you know when I got the chicken critters salad. <laughs> all right, yeah, nobody but, man, I, I miss you. I miss you, Jason, because that Every time I'm sitting next to you, no offense to Greg, BYU wins. And so, I mean, I don't know what you got going, but, man, you, you call a lot of wins, and that, that was a fun one together the other day. It certainly was fun. Let, let's jump in there, not specifically about that game, but let's look back on the last three games. And, and it's, what's, what's interesting is BYU's riding a three-game winning streak, but it's not like they've faced team. They, they've been able to play one style that's helped them win all three games. They, they face different opponents. Obviously, you have the, the win over a ranked team in Creighton, which you'd planned for one style. You end up having to play a different style when, when their big guy isn't there. Then you face a team in Western Oregon that you're supposed to beat, and BYU does. Then you face a 9-2 and two team in Utah that's receiving votes, and obviously they've got a big that can stretch the floor. It's been interesting that the different teams BYU's played, yet the Cougars have won all three games. In your opinion, what has the difference been? Uh, one thing is they're defending the three-point line a lot better. I don't know what they've done. I know against Utah, they finally kind of broke down and said, okay, we've got a shooter in Carlson, a seven-footer, but he's a shooter, so we're just going to switch everything. And, you know, sometimes that puts you in a bad matchup. You might end up having Rudy guarding a seven-footer on the post. Uh, and in that situation, I mean, you, you know you know it. You can maybe help down off of that and try and help him out. But I, I think overall, I mean, where BYU is getting hurt, in my opinion, was that high screen would come, and they either weren't switching or weren't effectively turning that the, the guy with the ball. I mean, you talk about a, a hedge where the, the defender of the big man will, will jump out and hedge and so that that guard can't turn the corner and go downhill to the, to the basket. BYU this season has just not a, done a good job of turning that that guard off the ball screen up high, and so he's getting in the paint, and and then the rest of the team would overhelp. Uh, so you maybe got a defender on the wing, and he sees that that point that point guard got beat, so he knows he's got to help on the dribble penetration. So he leaves his man, and then it's an easy kick to an open three point shooter. So what what that all led to were were open looks from. Really not necessarily good three-point shooting teams, but they're getting open looks, and they got confidence early, and I think that was really hurting BYU. And the, the, where I first saw kind of the, the change defensively was against Creighton. After the first half, Creighton hit a lot of threes, and then BYU made made a change, and they, they really struggled in the second half. And then 
And the, the next couple games, teams have struggled from the three-point line, even getting a lot of threes up. Utah didn't even shoot very many threes. It's not really their game necessarily. But the, the point is, the, the thing that was really hurting BYU against some of the teams like the South Dakotas and the UBU was open threes, and teams were shooting lights out from the three, and, and the defense just wasn't particularly good. And So you make adjustments, and I think BYU did that. And, I, and then the overall, just the underlining effort, I mean – you look at yeah. the rebounding numbers in those games, and BYU's dominated, especially in the offensive boards. And So they're playing harder, they're playing smarter, playing better defense, and you're starting to see better performances consistently from guys like Rudy and Gideon and, you know, Dallin Hall, and all those things are factoring into, I think, BYU playing at a higher level. Now, I know I'm rambling on here. Now, the, the thing I'm concerned about, that this team has shown an ability, Jason, to play up to really good teams whether it's san diego state or creighton or utah but they play down to other teams and and so i worry you know you got lindenwood weaver state coming in they had a huge win against yes. utah state wow i was like shocked about that that's awesome and, and up up at the spectrum but um but I, I worry that byu sometimes plays down to the competition the idaho states and the south dakotas of, of the world and they don't have that same kind of energy that same kind of urgency so i worried about uh, kind of these these games this week because it's not the marquee you know big time program who's playing well and ranked and things that BYU has can get up for a good teams can get up for games that uh, maybe aren't as sexy and, and the BYU's had trouble with that this year. I debated on whether or not to hold on to this question and, and ask you once non conference games are over. Obviously, WCC play starts next Thursday at Pacific, but I, I'm really curious with. With two more games left on the non-conference schedule tonight and then Thursday against Weber State, who's been your BYU MVP so far as you head into the final week of non-con? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, ooh. I mean, it's kind of been a different guy at different points of the season. I mean, Foos at times has been good. Rudy has been the guy lately. I mean, if you ask me that last two weeks, no question it has been Rudy. Um, you know, Gideon at times is, is shining. I think that's... Dallin Hall with two game winners oh. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and a massive shot yeah. that, that really yeah. sealed the deal. I mean, honestly, there's a case that yeah. could be made for Dallin Hall. Yeah, absolutely you can make a case. I mean, you know, he's just he, – all he does is win games, and so that's important. But, you, you know, that's good and bad in that, you, you know, you like to have a lot of weapons on the floor, but it, it's also bad in that, you know, you'd like to have more consistency out of these guys. You, you just kind of don't know sometimes where you're going to get the points from, and it would be nice to have, you know, Rudy just – he's going to get 20, you know, and maybe once in a while he doesn't, but, you know, he's a 20-point-a-night guy. Or, you know, Dallin Hall, he's going to get 10 or 15, and Foose is going to get a double-double. I mean, you just want to be able to rely on those things. And I think you're seeing that, and, and I think they're getting more consistent. But that was, I think, part of the problem earlier is – this team didn't know where they're going to get their buckets from and, and who's who's going to step up and make big plays for them. And they're starting to get a sense of that, I think, now. All right, let's zero in as we wrap things up here, our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. You know, you mentioned, you know, making sure that the, that you keep the high level of play against a team like Lindenwood. This is a team that's in its first season as a D1 program. Um, what do you know? What, what have you seen? What areas does BYU need to make sure that they pay close attention to tonight? Well, they're a smaller team, and, uh, you know, that poses some challenges sometimes. Um, you've got Foose and Atiki and Noah chasing guys around the three-point line because they really don't have 
significant size inside. But then you have to make them play you, and uh, they, you know they don't. Uh, how are they going to play Foose, who's pretty dominant? They're going to have to double him, and, and he's a pretty good passer, so that, that may leave BYU some opportunities from the three. But they're, they're a solid team. I mean, they played Idaho State into overtime, and BYU struggled at home with Idaho State. So I mean, you have some common games that you can kind of get some kind of indication. To me, it's a game that BYU should handle quite easily, um, but. And given what they've done the past couple of weeks, I think that's a fair thing to think that they will. But if you go back another week or two after that, it's not a fair thing to say because BYU struggled against teams that they should be able to handle. So I just want to continue to see that progression, Jason, where where we're not wondering what team's going to show up and if they can easily take care of a team like Lindenwood, which they absolutely certainly should. And you should you should be able to take that for granted. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I think they're making some good progress. All right, Mark, I'll let you go. Um, maybe after uh, after the game is over and post game is wrapped, maybe we can uh, maybe we can meet up and uh, go get some chicken. Chicken, man. Remember that time uh, we had a pregame raising canes at down in Houston. I and, do. And TJ it, won that game. And man. look, maybe that needs to be like the uh, the norm. <laughs> I'd love that, man. If you, I, I'd love to have pregame meals with jason shepherd that would make my day all right well you know what we're going to try and make that happen we'll see we'll see what we we'll see we can do thanks man appreciate it all right there we go the great mark durant go to bigotires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated utah locations big o tires the team you trust we'll take a break come back give you some scores from other games going on in top 25 college hoops plus we'll look in on the jazz on the road at Detroit. We'll get to all that when we return. Cougar pregame live rolls on next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar pregame live. Here's Jason Shepard. The Cougars and the Lions. No, not LMU. Conference play doesn't start till next week, and the Cougars aren't facing LMU. It's the Lindenwood Lions out of St. Charles, Missouri, in town tonight. BYU will face them tonight, Thursday, welcoming in Weber State, and that will wrap up the Cougars' non-conference schedule. WCC play next week, next Thursday, on the road at Pacific. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. It's presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Uh, let's update you on some top 25 action. Number 14, Duke trailing at Wake Forest. Two and a half minutes to go. The uh, Blue Devils may go down. It is 72-63 in favor of the Demon Deacons. Also number 9, Alabama on top of Jackson State, 52-45. Let's quickly check in on the Jazz on the road at Detroit, trying to salvage one game out of this three-game roadie. Jazz with the two-point lead, 69-67 in Detroit. Eight and a half minutes to go in the third. All right, coming up on the other side, we'll get you back to the Marriott Center. Cougar pregame coaches show coming your way next with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening and happy holidays, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the Brigham Young University campus in Provo, Utah, as tonight the Cougs play for a fourth consecutive win in Game 3 of their four-game homestand. It's BYU facing Lindenwood University. For the first time ever, Lions are the newest members of the Ohio Valley Conference as they've made their way from Division Two into Division One. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel. Joining me is my broadcast partner for the last 26 seasons, the former BYU hoopster himself, Mark Durant. And Mark, uh, these BYU Cougars are taking uh, positive steps as they try to get themselves prepared for conference play. Three consecutive wins now, including two over Creighton and Utah. And Saturday's takedown of the Utes was particularly impressive. BYU stayed in control for almost the entire contest. Yeah, it was really something, Greg. I mean... I'd prepared myself. I'd lowered my expectations. You know, I just, given what we'd seen, notwithstanding the great Creighton win, I just had a bad feeling about it. Utah seemed really solid, had great size, great defensive team, experience, leadership. I mean, I just thought it was a a bad situation for BYU to have to face. And, man, I I just held on to this hope that maybe they'll cling, you know, stick around and have some chance late in the game with the home court and all that. But I tell you what, like I I texted you after the game, BYU was clearly the better team. And they they came out, played with great energy, were physical, aggressive. Foo scored the first ten points of the game to set the tone. And uh, Utah was really on their heels the whole game. And, you know, they made a little flurry at the end. But, man, BYU deserved that win. We're the better team. And as a team right now, Greg, that I think is really making some progress. And that's what we wanted to see. And Coach Rose said it was – or Coach Rose, Coach Pope said it was going to be a process. It has been. But you're really starting to see some fruits of that, that effort. And they're, they're playing good basketball. I want to see that continue this week. So they're at the top of their game going into conference play. Those are the words of Mark Durant coming up. The pregame words of BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and Lindenwood tipping it off top of the hour. The Lions out of St. Charles, Missouri in their first year of a four-year transition into Division I. They're 5-6 and six on the season, playing the first of two games in the Beehive State. Lions head down to St. George to face Utah Tech on Thursday. Time now for my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope, presented by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. And tonight, Coach Pope talks about how well his team is rounding into shape with WCC play fewer than 10 days away. I wish we had 100 days before we started the league, but yeah, it's coming fast. And um, the one thing is, the guys are growing really fast, and they're they're taking a lot in, and, and they're um, they're learning quickly. And so that's been super fun and inspiring. Do you feel like uh, the pace of improvement has quickened in the last couple of weeks, or is it just still a slow, steady grind? I think it's really exhilarating because. Um, is growing right and it's it's um and so it's it's fun to see and it's going to happen in starts and stops right it's going to it's usually be some really fast growth and there's going to be some stagnation some growth it's just how the growth process works um but it's it, you know these guys are fully invested and that's what makes it special is it okay to be identified as a hard-nosed rebounding team maybe first and foremost right now we need to be i mean that gives us balance if if there's anything we can hang our hat on so far in the season it's the fact that we can be a 
effective on the glass on the offensive and defensive end, and that's a nice place to live actually because um, because it's reproducible. I mean, that energy and that effort is reproducible. That's something that uh, the other team is tough for the team to take away. It's tough for uh, a whistle to take away. It's tough for a, a you know a. a, a you know, road uh, fan base to take away. Something you know, it's you don't really have off nights there, so it's something we can hang our hat on every single day. That's so important for this team because everybody's so new and so young. A lot of times we spend time looking around, being like, wh- "Who are we?" and 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 for that to be a foundation, this team is is exactly what it should be. And, and these guys have been incredibly diligent and successful about attacking both sides of the glass. How much of a magic touch is having Rudy coming off the bench the way he is right now? Well, it's just Rudy's insides that are magic. I mean, there's very few people that respond. To you know the first third of the season like Rudy has, um, and so he has shown great leadership, and he's been a defining piece of our locker room, and, and uh, he's played great. So put those two things together is pretty good. Okay, Lindenwood uh, comes in at five and six on the year, a transition team trying to get up to D one. Well, they're at D one level right now, but uh, you know the process. Yeah, and, and they're and and they're dangerous in transition offense also. So um, it's a good young team. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, it's, it's not a young team. It's a good new team to Division One basketball. Yeah. Uh, they've had some really solid wins, um, and, and uh, it's going to be a great challenge for us tonight. They're, they're, they're a little bit undersized. Uh, essentially, in real ways, playing five guards, and so it's going to skew some of the way that uh, our rotations work defensively. Um, uh, they, they really challenge you to play out of the post. They, they monster every time, so that'll change a little bit of the way we attack offensively. Um, and if we adjust well, uh, I think we can perform well, but we got to come to play tonight. Night. All right. Uh, any update on how Spencer Johnson and Trevin Nell are coming along as we get later in the year? Here? Yeah, they're inching towards the line. Um, you know, Spence actually was in a little bit of practice. Uh, Yesterday was his first day. Um, you know, he was just kind of um, he's just uh, really small sample size, but uh, he, so he's he's at least on the on ramp. Um, we'll see how long that takes, and I think Trev's still a little bit of ways away. But um, the, both those guys are working really hard. All right, good luck tonight in game one of a two game week. Uh, we'll talk to you post game. Thanks, G. That's Mark Pope leading us into tonight's Keys to the Game, brought to you by your local Ford stores. BYU basketball is built Ford Proud. Mark Durant gives us his keys to tonight's contest. So the the only thing I really want to see tonight is BYU playing some good three-point percentage defense. That's the only way Lindenwood has a chance in this game if they shoot a lot and and, and make them. I'm tired of seeing poor three-point shooting teams just light it up against BYU. They only make about seven a game and shoot under 30%. I want to see those numbers right around that for BYU tonight. All right, as we go to break, we remind you to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next, live from the Marriott Center in Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. You are listening live to pregame coverage from inside the Marriott Center, where tonight BYU puts a three-game win streak on the line against the Lindenwood Lions. Game one of a two-game week. Cougs hosting Weber State Thursday. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you for play-by-play and commentary. Our studio host, Jason Shepard. Our control board operators, Corbin Radford and Adam Woodall. Our BYU radio engineer is Barry Squires, and you are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, led by our satellite radio flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, and over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also on the BYU Radio app and at BYUradio.org. Well, Mark, when Rudy Williams was BYU's starting point guard, he was good. Now that he's coming off the bench, he's quite a bit better. We're sure it's not what Rudy had in mind when he transferred here as a fifth-year senior, but he's taking his reserve role and running with it. Rudy, the hard-nosed hoopster, had a very nice basketball game. I mean, he was so good in that Utah game, Greg. He had a couple of moves that just blew my mind that I don't know that I've ever seen on this floor. He's going to go down in BYU-Utah lore as a Ute killer. I mean, he was the guy in that game, was just fantastic. And I'm just so happy for him. He plays with a certain swagger, which I think helps this team. You know, going to the bench... That, that could be a tough move. But what I think it did for Rudy Gregg is it when he went in, he knew he was the guy that was going to be a scorer. And I, I think in that first group, I don't know that he thought that possibly, but he had a confidence that I'm going to go in, I'm going to go really make something happen. And now I, I don't think it matters where he's at starting or coming off the bench. I know I think he now knows that I, I'm really good and I'm confident and I can and you know do some great things out there. So I'm just happy for him. And he's playing great basketball. I hope to see it continue. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from Lindenwood head coach Kyle Gerdeman as the BYU Store Cougar tip-off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar tip-off show. Let's head back courtside to rejoin Greg Rubel. This is the BYU Store Cougar tip-off show, getting you set for BYU and Lindenwood, the Lions in the first year of a four-year Division I transition. They're one of ten teams in the Ohio Valley Conference, joining a new addition Little Rock and Southern Indiana this year. They can compete for a conference crown, but are not yet eligible to compete for NCAA championships. Their head coach is Kyle Gerdeman, and we had a chat a short time ago, and I asked him about the transition process and how it's been going for his team coming into tonight's game at the Marriott Center. Two different things to think about. One, the, just building the program for the first time at the Division One level and at the same time trying to continue you know, some of the success and foundation we had laid the last couple of years of the Division Two program. Um, so, you know, I think, it was, again, there's still a lot of excitement around the transition. There's a lot of excitement about what we're doing at our university uh, that's helped us out a lot. But, uh, but I think we're off to the right track. What type of player does it take to help build a program that may not be able to benefit by all the fruits of your labors necessarily for a few more years? Yeah, no, that's a good question. You know, I think and that's that so much of our time, you know, I think we've got to we've got to get to know get to know our student athletes. We've got to get to know the guys we've recruited, which even in a short amount of time, you know, with this recruiting class, we, we tried hard to do. And I guess what I'm saying is it takes kids with good character uh, that are here for the right reasons, uh, because at the end of the day, it's still it's still academics and it's still basketball. Um, and we can provide you that 
that opportunity. Uh, you know, we may not be able to provide you a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. Uh, we'll have our ups and downs for a couple of years in the win and loss column, but we still provide a great opportunity for you if you're serious about basketball and, and getting a degree. How are things coming with each year's group? Uh, you know, good. I think, uh, you know, we, we haven't had a whole lot of, of ups and downs. I think we've stayed in, in the middle of some things, you know, from a success standpoint, which is positive for us. Um, but I, I think they've been a group that truly just kind of shows up and works every day. I think because there's been so much unknown for them. You know, I don't think they knew if we would be able to compete with Lamar and McNeese State and Western Carolina and, and how would we play against BYU and Illinois and Missouri and people like that. You know, I, don't, I, I think there was just a lot of unknown for us, um, but I think that helped us. I think that helped us stay level. I think that helped us, you know, just move through every day. And maybe we haven't worried about some of the things that a typical college basketball team worries about. We just worry about working and seeing what happens. Okay. You share a common opponent with BYU and Idaho State. Uh, what do you make of BYU so far? Uh, you know, I think um, I think big and athletic is the first thing that jumps out at me at, at all positions, you know, from, from the guard spots all the way through the, the inside. Um, I, I think they're a team that, from what I've watched in a handful of games, uh, while they may have had a couple ups and downs, it looks like it looks like them, like most people this time of year, are a team that's still trying to find that identity and right now playing really well. Um, and it looks like maybe they found it, <laughs> unfortunately for us. But but that's what I saw was just a team that was, was looked to me like was trying to grow together as a group, again, trying to figure out maybe what, what actually worked for them and what didn't. And like I said, I think you look at them right now where they're playing really well. This game came together or is part of a two-game Utah swing for you guys? Yeah, uh, you know, I think when we started scheduling at the Division One level, you're trying to figure out, you know, how you can get how you can get some some Division One games and how can you get home games. And while it doesn't benefit us, um, you know, to come out and necessarily get the home game this year, a big piece of this is for us going to Utah Tech on Thursday, yeah. playing them in a traditional home and home uh, game, and then so we'll be there, and then they'll return to us next year. So trying to build a schedule was one thing, and I had you know I had been out here years ago when I was an assistant at Central Michigan, and you know sometimes when you think about playing guarantee games and places you want to go, you'd like to take your, your team to some neat places, and obviously I think this is one of them. And it was just a great environment and a great fan base and, you know, basketball fans, you know, not just BYU fans. They they enjoy the game. And I think when we were out here, I think Collinsworth was chasing the triple-double record, and I think he, he got another one on us that night. So it was it was just a neat environment. You remember those things as a coach. So I think that when you think about where do I want to take my team for challenging games, me personally, I like to take them to places where you get a good experience, and, and we know this will be one of them. Well, welcome back, and happy holidays. Thank you for your time. Thank you. All right, that's Lindenwood head coach Kyle Gerdeman. We'll have more of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. Coming up, just after the top of the hour, it's BYU and Lindenwood. Game three of this four-game homestand. Weber State visiting the Marriott Center on Thursday. How about Weber going into Logan Mm. and handing Utah State its first loss of the season last night? So Weber on Thursday then gets a week off. A week of work, mind you, before BYU opens the WCC slate at Pacific. One week from Thursday, nine days away. The closer we get to league play, Mark, the higher the hopes that Spencer Johnson and Trevin Nell return to the floor. 
and, and encourage, encouraging uh, uh, recent signs uh, for both guys, encouraging recent signs for the team without them as well. But I think it's pretty fair to say that if you want to be a top-tier team in the WCC, your chances go up exponentially if you can find those two guys in the lineup during league play contributing. They were going to be such a big part of this team you know, when we thought about this team in the summer. Well, they have a void. There's a void of leadership and just a kind of a calming influence that those guys bring. And you kind of maybe see it most evidently in that press break right now. They're just running around with chickens with their head cut off. And, and Spencer and Trevin, have kind of, I think, could help with that. And also, BYU's shooting pretty poor number from three-point line, 32%. Both those guys are really good three-point shooters. I think it's important to have three-point shooting in college basketball. It's just hard to win a lot of games when you're not shooting a high high number of threes and making threes. And so, yeah, they'll help in a multitude of ways. I hope we see them back very soon. And conference play might be just might be just what this team needs to have a nice conference season. All right, a couple of final words before tip-off are coming up next. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. National Anthem here at the Marriott Center. BYU and Lindenwood coming up. We talked about it in the pregame a little bit with Coach Mark Pope, and that's BYU as a rebounding team right now. Top 30 nationally in offensive rebounds per game. Top 30 in offensive rebound percentage. Top 25 in rebounds per game overall. This team can really hang its hat on that part of the game right now. Well, they're putting in the effort. That's number one. And then you've also got some really athletic guys like Gideon George and... uh, and, uh, Richie Saunders and Noah Waterman and, and Jackson Robinson on the wings that really can come in and fly through there and get you some offensive rebounds. Of course, Foose is great, but, I mean, they're really focused on it. It's been the best part of their game. Tip-off of BYU and Lindenwood coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.